this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. Happy Thursday. Always on a Thursday. Always. I don't know why we picked Thursday. It was just like the day that our episodes were ready the first time, I think. (laughs) It's done. Like it's done. Should we just release it? Like, yeah, sure. Is this how it works in the podcast world? I don't know. I'm sure at some point somebody has made strategic decisions about this type of thing. And sometimes I feel like, you know, there's this whole science around when to release content. And like a lot of you guys know my day job, I pretty much just professionally send emails to like tens of thousands of people at a time. That's just my whole life. And a huge part of that is trying to decide when's the best time to send an email. There's like unbelievable amounts of research behind this concept, including, you know, what's the best day? And it's like, well, don't send on a Friday because nobody's like going to do anything on a Friday. Don't send on a Monday. People are out of the office. Like don't send too early on Wednesdays because like Wednesdays are really big days for meetings for a lot of people. Like there's all the stuff behind it. Mm -hmm. And so it's just funny to me to think like one day we were like, we're just going to release our podcast today. But is there research in the podcast world? And I'm sure it's out there. I have not taken the time to look. I'm sure it's out there. It has to be out there. If it's not out there, then we should do it. But no, because I think about the podcasts I listen to. Yeah. And I listen to I think about like the days when all my like really good ones come out that I really like. And it's like every day except for Friday. Friday is like a pretty slow podcast day because it's like everyone's getting ready for the weekend. Not a right. lot of people are listening to podcasts over the weekend. But it's interesting because I'm like, uh, some, I mean, a lot of the news podcasts really release heavily on Mondays that I listen to. But I don't know, as long as my podcast comes out because people can save them. I know some people, some listeners out there like save them for a Saturday. Totally. But then there are the other people out there who are listening to this right now and it's four o'clock on Thursday morning. And I salute you people who, first of all, wake up at four o'clock in the morning for any reason ever, any, any reason other than to like fly to a beach. I can't imagine a good, some people work overnight shifts and I applaud you times a thousand for that. Oh my gosh. So if you're, if you're like the first person to hear this, I'm Congratulations. Congratulations. I wish I had a prize for you. But <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's Thursday. It's another week. I hope that you listened to last week's episode, which I loved. It was all the voice memos from you guys who graciously took the time to tell us your COVID experience. And I loved it. I really, really enjoyed that one. So thank you guys for taking the time to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, you reminded me of something, Claire, when we were ta- you were talking earlier about like work emails and work days and when people have meetings and Friday. Is there, um, I guess, like a work culture of like people shut down at a certain time on Friday or I don't know is because I think of like Scott's place of employment where he's like yeah his office like the hub is on the east coast and so everything really kind of shuts down around like two o'clock on Friday that's so nice um I mean so when we were still in person there was this actually official at my at my job this like official policy that in the summer between like Memorial Day and Labor Day you could leave starting at two o'clock on Fridays and it was like you know your manager has to say it's okay but like this is the policy that, you know, try not to schedule meetings after two o'clock, you know, try to get your work done. We all know that, you know, it's the summer and you're, you're not going to be productive anyway. So that was always really nice. I feel like no one has that anymore now that it's people, everyone's working from home or so many people are working from home. And I would say that the culture now is sort of like, I don't really, unless I have a scheduled meeting with someone, I don't feel like I can expect them to be online at any given moment versus like if I had been in the office, then I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go stop by, you know, somebody's, this person's desk. And like, I would expect them to be there. But now I'm like, they could be on a walk. They could be, you know, right. who, who do I, like, what do right. I, know? maybe they got out, you know, maybe they've been, they had a meeting starting at 730 this morning with somebody on the East coast, or, you know, maybe they're working with a team in Dubai and they were up really late. Right. Right. up really late last night and so now it's just kind of like a free-for-all I feel like for better or worse yeah it's it's expanded especially working from home a lot of people who are able to to work remotely of like expanding your view of the office culture right. and like well, what's and acceptable goes- or I don't know it's just like how you view hours or availability and it definitely goes know. the I, other I way I like it Like I definitely all the time am online after my kids go to bed because honestly, that's like just a more convenient time for me to work a lot of the times. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, I get so much more done on those nights. Right, if you have that flexibility. But a lot of times 
I'm online at eight o'clock. And so, and I get on, you know, you get on like your team's portal and you can see all the people who are online and like five or six other people are also online working then. So it goes both ways, which I appreciate. And I think that that's like a big thing that, you know, we're all taking away from COVID is like, we don't need to all work at the same time. No, it's, I really hope that workplaces change Mm -hmm. that culture. I I I think it'll be interesting to see because where it's possible, I could see it like, Right, where it's possible, because I know like for you, it's like, you know, your work schedule has to be certain times based on Mm -hmm. clinics and stuff. But I think it's been interesting, like when, you know, a year and a half ago, or when I pre-COVID, when I was still going in the office all the time, we, my department still had a policy that you could work from home one day a week. And I never did it because I was like, I don't want to, first of all, I like getting out of my house. I still miss that. We've talked about that. But also I didn't feel as productive because I was just so used to being in the office with people and being able to like walk over someone's desk or just like yell out a question to my boss who was sitting in the office on the other side of the wall and like, you know, really have that close connection to people. And I think there was this real mentality that people won't be as productive if they're not in the office because you don't have that. And I definitely, there definitely was a learning curve for sure. And there still are moments where I'll, you know, have something come up and it takes like five emails and three, you know, different IM conversations and a phone call and three days to resolve. And I'm like, man, if I could have just walked into your office and talked to you about this, it would have been so much easier and it would have been resolved in 15 minutes. But for the most part, I think we've really learned like people are just as effective working from home and are just as effective if they can, you know, start work at 10 and keep working until seven, even though the rest of their team is working from eight to five, like it's just not that big of a deal. Yeah, I hope there's either some hybrid model or just to at least incorporating some of the practices that people put in place during COVID that worked for the companies. It makes it easier and more accessible accessible for people with families, for people who need to drop their kids off at school, all of these little things that could really contribute to stress and burnout. I feel like if this worked for people, I really hope they keep it. And if people went into the office and that's their thing and they loved it, I mean, I have not changed at all since COVID shut everything down. I've been going to the office every single day. So I don't know the world of just doing remote work, but I can see how people would really benefit from it. And I'll, at the same time, really be itching to go back into the office and see people. It was so interesting. I posted something on my personal Instagram several weeks ago, like months ago at this point, about how I I knew I was sort of, it was a sort of an unpopular opinion, but that I really missed being in the office. And a ton of people commented and they were like, well, I don't miss my two hour commute. And I was like, you had a two hour commute? Like so many people had these unreal commutes. And I was sitting there thinking like, well, yeah, I mean, I know it's not always, you know, you apply for a job. It's a little farther away than you thought. The commute takes longer than you thought it was going to. You can't afford to live down in a downtown area. You have to live far away. It's not always up to you. But part of me was like, maybe you should have just gotten a closer job. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I think about my brother worked in DC um, Mm -hmm. for the past three years. And he lives in a small town in Maryland. And he was like, I just wasn't willing to relocate my family to DC. It's not a place. He's like, I knew I was eventually going to come back to closer to my home. And he commuted an hour and a half each way every day. That's crazy. And it's like, and he was for the most part, he he took a bus, like the military offers transportation. So he was like working on the bus. And I think that's somewhat mm-hmm. nice where you're not like the one having to drive the whole way. But still, I think there's just certain situations where you people. I mean, my commute was not two hours. But when I worked at my first job and I was younger, I wanted to live in the city. Mm-hmm. But I worked in the tech center, which for those of you who, not, who are not familiar with Denver is like the hellhole commute. Going to the tech center from the city is the worst commute. The worst commute you could absolutely have. And I did that for 10 freaking years. I swear to you, traffic contributed to so much anxiety, so much anger, Mm -hmm. so much dissatisfaction over the years. And I was like, finally. But I swore to myself after that, that I was like, I'm not gonna ever commute more than like a half hour each way. And now my commute's 15 minutes and it's glorious. But I think that commuting is huge. Like what a, I don't want to say waste of time because it has to happen but if you yeah. can work from home or, or let's like take for instance that when we had snow days our healthcare never shuts down but like uh, Colorado, Colorado had a pretty gnarly snow day what was that in March and you know I'm not going to be the one that st- sits at home when we don't close I as a manager can I have my laptop with me I can work from home if I wanted to like if I had to I'm like I'm not going to be the manager that's just like sitting at home being like have fun guys how are you doing did everyone make it in okay like <laughs> I'm going to try to make it in. I'm going to try and get there. And I did and I do. But I think if there's instances where you can work from home and not like put people's, people's lives at risk, 
Anyway, there's so many benefits, but okay, I'm sure there's and on the flip pros side, and though, cons. I really miss my commute. And actually, I have like kind of reinstated my commute by go, still going in the CrossFit gym every day. Going to the gym, like, yeah. I drive 25 minutes to the CrossFit gym. And it's actually like that is the length. I mean, the CrossFit gym, the reason I go to this gym that's 25 minutes away is, first of all, I love it. But also because the reason I started going there is because it's right by my office. So it, I basically commute to just a you know, not even a mile away from where I was working. So I kind of have that same commute and whether I'm able to like find time in the middle of the day during my lunch break to go, or I, you know, go in the evening or very, very early in the morning. I love it because that's like my kind of my time. And maybe this is also just has more to do with the phase of life that I'm in with the small kids and the puppy now at home. And, you know, there's so many people in my house all the time. So when I'm in the car by myself, I'm like, oh, this is my me time. Like that's yeah, when I call my mom. Alone, and quiet like, time. Chat. Yeah. That's when I like can listen to music. That's and I can listen to audiobooks. So I really missed that. And now, and then I realized like Brandon's mom was out visiting like a month ago and she was like, oh, it's so, it's so annoying that you have to drive so far to your gym. And I was like, I actually love it. I really like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's like my, yeah, some time. commutes are really relaxing and yeah, yeah, I don't mind it at all. Like when I have to do, it's really funny though, because let's see. I mean, we rarely had to drive anywhere, Scott and I, but even these days when we have to go across town and we we hit traffic, we're like not as annoyed because you just never have to hit traffic anymore, especially if you don't really commute. But yeah, even during COVID... Yeah, even during COVID, I mean, when it first shut down, I mean, there was no one on the road. But even now when we hit traffic, we're like, it's kind of annoying, but... I guess we can't complain because we really, really have to do this. Oh, I'm more annoyed now when I hit traffic. I'm like, where are you people out here? <laughs> where is everybody coming like, from? I had an appointment this morning at 830 and I almost missed it because I like completely disregarded the fact that it was going to be rush hour while I was driving there. Oh, yeah. Because like, I don't drive anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah like, exactly. Yeah, dang. So commutes anyway. and remote work. I'd be really interested to hear from people if you're like looking forward to returning to the office or doing some type of hybrid model or if your place of employment did anything like super unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me know. I'm just very interested in that. And I've been reading a lot of Adam Grant as I always do because I love him, but he is very smart. If you don't know his work, Adam Grant is an organizational psychologist. He has a few books He has a podcast, just look him up, Google him, great TED Talks, but he was either he researched or published an article that referenced this research around Zoom fatigue and how Mm -hmm. people like Zoom fatigue is real. And have I told you about this before? Where where after so much only, there's only so much time that you can look at a screen and like interact with humans on a screen before you just get like like, really kind of weirded out because you're talking to like a two dimensional human and you're not like the way that you have to have eye like prolonged eye contact in a camera or at least just looking at a screen is not natural human interaction. Like mm-hmm. you don't always just stare at someone for that long of like that period of time. Right. So I just found that really fascinating. So now when I do team meetings, I tell my teams, I'm like, you can be on camera. You don't have to be like, I don't care. Don't burn yourself out because my team has to be on screen all day, every day with patients. Right. So it's really informed how I manage too. of like, hey, guys, you don't want to be on screen. I don't care. It's fine. So all of these things that kind of come out, I'd be really I'm, I'm sure there's going to be more. And I just kind of geek out about that stuff about how this whole pandemic will change perhaps the future of the workforce, mm-hmm. the workspace. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Speaking of other pandemic changes, we both traveled for the first time. We sure did. In the past two. And weeks. it just kind of happened that way. Yeah. Yeah. I went I feel like I did. I already talked about this. I went to California yep. to go visit my aunt. And no, I didn't talk about this because last week we did the, oh, yeah, we did the voice memos. Voice memos. You may so, have mentioned. Yeah. Okay. Go yeah. ahead. So I went to California. My aunt passed away at the beginning of or at the end of April and I guess beginning of April. And um, they had a memorial service for her in Santa Barbara last weekend or two weekends ago at this point. And so I went out there and it was like it kind of was a little bit of an excuse for me to just get to go somewhere. Honestly, I really wanted to go because I wanted to see my other aunts and I wanted my brother was going. And so which by the way, guys, this came up this week when Joy traveled and we do bring it up occasionally. But just as a reminder, Joy and I do both have twin brothers. Yes, it's completely random that that happened. We planned it 30 years ago. 
Before we did the podcast, I interviewed you and I was like, do you have a twin brother? You do? Okay, good. We can podcast together. I know. So Joy's twin brother's name is Jay. My twin brother's name is James. 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 And they're great. Being a twin is great. It Uh, is, yeah. And and yeah, it's just, we both just happen to have twin brothers. Um, Anyway, so my other brother, Peter, was going to this memorial service. And so I went out and my, one of my best friends lives in San Luis Obispo. And so I flew in and out of there. I had some like United credits from a flight last year that we had to cancel, which was made it so much easier to kind of make that decision also of like, you know sure. what, I'm going to stay with my friend. I'm going to borrow yeah. a car and I already like have these flight credits. Easy. Like yeah. this trip is already paid for. I just like, this is going to be nice. So now just selfishly, because I need to know the faces from the pictures. Was this your, your dad's side or your mom's side? Of the this family? is my dad's side. Okay. Cause I saw your other aunts and I was like, oh my gosh, they look so much like, yes, someone in your family but I didn't know so who. that's the thing is that like both of on both sides of my family it's just nothing but like tiny Irish women yeah and like really good teeth and hair so I was yeah, like is this well- your mom's because <laughs> like your mom has good teeth and hair and everyone has good teeth and hair so I'm like I don't know if this is no, dad's side or my mom's side mom they all doesn't, are my mom only has one brother and and I've like only met him once like they okay. just aren't I mean they're not like they're sure. on good terms yeah. they just aren't yeah close. exactly not close yeah there's no drama there they just aren't close and my dad has so he had he was the oldest of six and he, a lot, several of his siblings have passed away. Oh, but that's how my mom is. Yeah. Yeah. And so he now has his two remaining living siblings are his sisters who are twins also. Anyway, um, the twins thing just goes around and around. A lot of twins. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like pretty apprehensive about actually traveling. I just didn't really know. I've heard some horror stories I've heard, but I've also heard from just as many people that like, yeah, it was fine. And I got an alert the night before from my United app that I thought was really interesting. And it was like, hey, just to let you know. No, your are you travel ready? Yeah, exactly. Are you travel ready? That's just, what it asks you. Oh, mine was like, hey, just let you know your flight's really full. Oh, that's what mine said too. Yeah, yeah. And it like offered to let me reschedule, which obviously I didn't do because it was like, well, I'm not going to like, it's just going to have sure. the same issue. But I thought that was interesting that they, interesting. they let you yep. know. And it was a very small plane. The Denver to San Luis Obispo flight is like two and two. Um, You know, it's just like a little plane. And so mm-hmm. it was fine. On the way out, actually, no one was sitting next to me. And on the way back, there was someone sitting next to me, but not anybody. There was only one person in the row in front and back of me. So even though I got the alert, both times saying the flight was full it wasn't actually full either time which I thought which I appreciated so if you guys are apprehensive about traveling I found the experience to be pretty low-key and here's my theory why I feel like we are all already so conditioned to just accept rules in the airport that when it comes to like keeping your mask on and I mean there wasn't a lot of social distancing happening like on the escalator and stuff but there was in the terminal I got the gate for me anyway And it's like, I feel like people are just used to following the rules in an airport and just not asking questions or, you know, no one like has a podcast about why we shouldn't have to take our shoes off at the airport. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) is there one? Because it's (laughs) not controversial. And, you know, if it's just not controversial. And if it is, you get kicked out of the airport. That's the thing. If you think if you think it's controversial, you're welcome to think it's controversial and you may leave. You absolutely have that right. And goodbye. And goodbye. And you will not be flying today. (laughs) This is a matter of federal security. And so I think that because like we all just have come to accept that about airports, that people were a lot less aggro about being told like, hey, you need to pull your mask up because they're also always told like, hey, you can't bring a full size shampoo bottle on here. (laughs) You You can't. Right. Your bag weighs over 50 pounds, ma'am. Start packing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So like we are all much more ready to accept absolutely way more ridiculous things. And so I only saw like one or two people who were just blatantly not wearing their masks and only like a handful of other people who had the mask under the nose. See, that's interesting because you have to wear a mask in the airport. So how did they get away with that? I just mean like I saw them walking around with it like pulled down under their chin. Oh, pulled down. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Sure, I didn't see anyone sure. straight up not wearing one. Yeah, I didn't I saw, either. Like a couple people with it pulled down under their chin and then maybe a handful more with it under their nose. But I saw a couple people get talked to and have someone come over and be like, you have to pull it up. And they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And mm-hmm. again, I think it's because like, you know, it's not like you're in a Dairy Queen or something where you're, you're going to go off on a rampage with this person making $7 an hour because you don't think you should have to wear a mask. Like you're in an airport and you are like happy to just follow the rules. Right, right. Scott and I were watching the news last week, as we always do, Lester Holt. <laughs> and um, there was some report, I'm going to misquote it, but it was something along the lines of how the airlines have reported, let's just pretend I'm making up a number, but it was just so 200 complaints or customers. No, mm-hmm. 200 customer incidents last year compared to 2,000 this year. And it's not even like June. 
And right. the reason being, and I'm really kind of inflating that number, but I will say it was just a really huge jump from last year because now that there's all these rules and mask wearing people on the planes are saying, you don't have to tell me what to do. The, the, the you don't have to tell me what to do type of people. Right. So they're running into that piece where airlines have a lot of rules, but now these rules are getting, you know, whatever people rights, the rights are infringed upon. So that really made me mad because I'm like these poor people who have to work at the airport and deal with these right. idiots who are like, mask is my right. You're right. Just, you it's don't. Right to, it's you're like, not make you, it wear. is totally your right to not wear a mask and therefore please. But don't fly. Airplane. Yeah, then just don't and fly. And maybe you just should drive. go buy a private jet if you want right. to follow just your drive. rules. Just drive. So, you know, I think it was interesting. I was ready for it to not be because I know that, you know, we've talked about this, like particularly in Colorado, that we live in this little bubble where like you go to the store, the vast majority of people are wearing masks. You go to the gas station, you go anywhere in the sort of Denver Boulder area. And people have by and large for really the whole past year been really good about wearing masks all the time. But that's not the case in most places or in a lot of places. And so I was ready for the airport to feel like, oh, here are all the people who aren't wearing their masks. I told Claire, I was like texting you. I was like, I'm traveling next week and I'm or I'm like preparing myself to just yeah. be really annoyed and judging people the whole time. But yeah, it was <laughs> fine. Um, I It was fine. I was surprised by how fine it was. And I, then like the flight was fine. Everyone was really pleasant. I felt, you know, everything smelled very strongly like cleaner. Um, you know, they like, like hand you a hand an alcohol wipe when right, you get when on the get plane on the, to yeah. wipe down your seat and wipe down the whatever tray and okay the one thing that I will say and I know that I texted you about this that like made me feel so nostalgic is on my flight out there there was a group of girls that were clearly coming back from a trip from Mexico and they all had like they first of all they were all so sunburned they all had like their little gift bags that you know had like Spanish writing on it and they were all wasted oh that's so great and at one point like the pilot came on and wished one of them a happy 40th birthday so like oh my god that's amazing and I was like these girls I want to be in their friend group. Like I want to just be yeah. like wasted on an airplane coming home from Mexico right now. And then when we got and there the and pilot, all of, yeah, even you the pilot, like, got in like how do you pull that off? But the girl was so drunk she didn't even hear him. And so the other girl like had to go apologize <laughs> to the flight attendant. <laughs> She's like, thank you for doing that for my friend. So and she was like, did she even hear it? She was like, no, she didn't. <laughs> Can you do it again? Yeah. It was so cute. And I and then like when we got there, all their husbands were waiting there and they just all had this look on their face like, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> and I was so just like, cute. this is like what I miss. I just miss these moments, these glimpses into other people's lives. <laughs> like right. yeah, you guys are having so much fun. So much fun. And they're on the plane so drunk. Just wasted. It was oh. just like so much fun. Yeah. I was nervous. Most of you probably saw my stories. I went to Maryland to see my twin brother and his family, my nieces my nephew my parents were there they flew out a few weeks ago and so we all kind of met and had like a little family reunion and I was really nervous to fly because I was just like oh my gosh I haven't done this in forever I think just sometimes like flying in general just like causes anxiety but when I got there it kind of is like riding a bike like just being at the airport you're like oh this is what I do but the only thing that I feel like was a bad thing about that is that I was operating in an airport with people who operate in the airport like we used to like there's crowds everywhere like the lines there's really not any distancing when you're like standing in line to get your your ticket checked like going through security so that was kind of like on the train or even on the plane or like lining up to give the person your ticket to get on the plane the gate attendant it's like those things people weren't social distancing whatsoever but no one seemed to mind I and actually I didn't really care because I felt like everyone has a mask on and what I and I didn't pay attention to every single person but I even felt feel like on the plane, there wasn't anyone like coughing or sneezing. Like no one was sick. Like right. we're and all like, healthy because we've been wearing masks for a year. And like I've had like there like one of the drunk girls was sitting in the row ahead of me and she had like brought a sandwich onto the plane and she asked every single person around her, probably just because she was drunk, like, are you guys okay? I'm taking my mask off to eat my sandwich. And we were like, You you eat your sandwich, oh, that's girlfriend. So cute. <laughs> See, I didn't do that. I was actually the person at the gate who sat down. I made sure there was no one around me and I ate my sandwich and I had my mask off. Like in those instances, I don't care if people are eating with their mask off. I'm like, we need to eat. We need to have food. And by the way, a very nice man who's my brother's neighbor made me the most amazing barbecue sandwich to take on the plane. And I was not about to make that go to waste. So I sat at the gate. I ate my barbecue sandwich. I didn't eat it on the plane because I was too embarrassed and nervous to think that it would like smell. And I didn't want it. People would like to offend uh, Yeah, people. that's a good call. But yeah, I was like, that's- I'm going to take my... <laughs> 
my mask off and I'm going to eat my sandwich. But I mean, the things I guess I would say I like noticed was like the hand wipes when you get on the plane, Mm -hmm. how they tell you that the flight is full, uh, the little announcements about like being travel ready. And if you have symptoms, please don't travel. Other than that, it was pretty uneventful. It just felt like very dialed in. I felt like I was saying, so if you are traveling soon, yeah. if you're worried about it, I would say, you know, the areas to avoid are escalators. If you can take an elevator instead, like, you know, they always have elevator access for strollers and wheelchairs, like get yourself in an elevator. You know, if you're in Denver. There's only four people though. <laughs> right. Get, um, if you're in Denver, you know, there's not a lot you can do about being on the train. That definitely is not an area where it's easy to, you know, they're not regulating. I just didn't touch oh, anything. Sorry, the train I tried to full. like hold on to things with my, my elbow. Yeah. But like you're right next to people, you know, and that's kind of the issue. And Yeah, exactly. But those were really like the only two. And, you know, then security in the line, I felt like people were distancing. But then like once you actually got up to go into like the TSA agent, you weren't. But it felt very like few and far between and pretty quick. Like you moved through those those closely packed areas pretty quickly. So I hope that that I don't consider myself to be necessarily a seasoned traveler. Granted, I was traveling by myself, but then also I have a friend who traveled this this week, this past week with a seven month old baby and her husband. And she said the same thing. She was like, I felt fine. Like, you know, we had a mask. Everyone was really pleasant. And people like definitely give you your space when you're by the time you're yeah. in the terminal. So it was really funny though. Cause I was, I was, uh, I had to rent a car because my brother lives in a very small town far away from any airport in Maryland. I was waiting for, I was waiting in line to get my car and I had registered like pre-registered to just have it be a quick pickup where I could just like basically go and pick up the car. I don't have to like pre-check or anything like that. And they didn't have that ready. And they just had like all the lines mixed up. And there was just like people were taking for freaking ever. It's like your nightmare. And I was just like sitting there and I was feeling myself getting so impatient. And I'm like, when was the last time I was in a line for a rental car, a rental car, like getting super impatient. So I just had to laugh it off. But I was like, oh my gosh, it's been so long since I've been super impatient in a line. But the other thing was I stayed in a hotel because my brother, my parents were staying at my brother's house and I didn't, I I am not about to kick out my 15 year old nephew out of his room. Like I will not be the aunt that (laughs) sleeps in his bed. I'm like, sorry, you're sleeping on the couch, even though my sister-in-law offered that. I'm like, heck no, I'm not kicking Connor out of his bedroom. I'll just get a hotel. So I stayed at a hotel and the thing that they're doing now, at least for this place that I stayed at, was it was a Hilton, is they give you like a piece of paper that's like, hey, tell us what you need, attach it to the door. And by 10 a.m. we'll have what you need to the to the door. They like put everything in like a sealed plastic bag. So they don't come in your room at all. The entire oh, wow. time you're there. And you like just leave your trash outside your door. And then you leave like this little piece of paper with like check off the things that you need. And they leave it all in a nice little bag. And then you bring it in your room. So they're not entering your room at all throughout oh, the entire really stay. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah. I am laughing thinking about you staying in that line because like I've been in lines in like rental car lines with you where you're really impatient and I can just imagine you standing there and what and I don't know if you know that you do this but when you get impatient in lines you just like habitually refresh the home screen of your phone. Uh So I can just imagine you standing there like tapping your phone a hundred thousand times. And I start to pace back and forth and I start to like move. I'm like a child. I just kind of start moving around. Push your little zebra print roller background. It's so funny also remembering like the things that you do when you travel that are like little habits you only have when you travel. Yeah. You know, I feel like it was definitely, I'm interested to see how many more of these experiences we will have in the coming year where something feels like a big deal and then halfway into it, you just kind of forget that it never was weird. Yeah, you're like, oh, it's kind of like I said, it's like, it feels like, I feel like it felt like it was just coming back like riding a bike type of thing Mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, I haven't done this for forever, but this this is just how it goes. It feels so familiar because I've done it so many times. And that's the same way I felt like the first time we ate at a restaurant or the first time, you know, that I stayed in a hotel or these were at first I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. And then immediately my brain was just like, no, 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 this is normal. But it was great. And by the way, everywhere that I went in Maryland, the city that I was in, everyone mm-hmm. wore masks and was totally fine. So yeah, I was going to ask. So you were with weird. your mom for Mother's Day. What did you guys do? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I left yesterday, which was Mother's Day, but we were there the whole week and celebrated Mother's Day. So my sister-in-law is an amazing cook. She's, it's so funny because like I, every time I go to my brother's house, I have like this weird sliding doors moment where I'm like, this could have been, this could have been my life where like, our lives are completely different where he has three kids, his wife stays at home, take cares of the ki- takes care of the kids, like cooks all day. And it's very much like military life. Like if he has to move, they all move type of thing. Mm-hmm. But she's an amazing cook. And so she made us dinner every almost every night, which she's so funny. I'm like, Krisha, you do not have to do this every single day, but she loves it. Yeah. Made us breakfast. So we had like a really nice dinner and we went on the boat. My so my brother moved 
last year to a house that's like on the creek that like feeds into the river. So they have this awesome dock and their own little boat. And we went kayaking and it was just amazing. So we had a really good time with my parents there. And my dad is just so funny. He was like playing soccer with my nephew. My, they all play soccer. So we watched their soccer games, went to barbecue at the neighbor's house. Like they have this like very cute small town life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to, to the base to see my brothers, like all the airplanes he works on, which is so funny because it's like, you can't take pictures in there because everything's like very, very classified. Right, <laughs> but there was like a room within a room that was like all boarded up. And like there were signs around it that was like, do not have classified in conversations in this room or something. I'm like, I'm like, Jay, what are you talking about in there? But yeah, he has a he has a very <laughs> cool job. But yeah, it was great. It was really good. We had a good time. I cried a lot when I left. I, I was talking to mom Sandy about this yesterday because I was just bawling when I said goodbye to my family. Like that cry that you're just like, damn it, I can't stop crying. Like yeah. you just want it, you, you want to just kind of be like kind of crying and kind of teary. You want to like white boy like, glistening tear off your face. Yeah, like you want to like, just be like, oh, I'm just going to miss you guys, right. man. Like I was just inconsolable, couldn't even talk crying. Because I just, I think what happened was my brother, he just said something silly. And he and I have like that relationship where it's truly kind of a secret language where he and I can talk when pe- like side conversations that, and no one will understand. But he said something that just made me be like, oh, Jay, and right before I was leaving, when I went to hug him, I just started bawling. And then my mom started crying. Of course and my she dad did. Started cry- <laughs> my dad started crying. And my dad's way of like showing love is he gives like love punches. So there's this joke in my family because oh whenever dad. he like likes you, he just like hits you in the arm. So he was giving me love punches and I was just bawling. And I was telling Sandy, I was like, I'm like, why am I so dang emotional? Like I've said goodbye to my family right. plenty of times. Like this is not new to say bye to my brother and my family. And she's like, you know, the way I've been thinking about this lately, she's like, I hear you, is I've just been really angry. And I think it's like the anger of the anger that 2020 brought. It took away so much from us. And I think in that moment, I realized like how much it took away, at least like for me personally, was I I had planned a trip to see my family right when the shutdowns happened. Mm -hmm. And you know, just the whole year of not being able to see my nieces and nephew who grow like every single day when you're that age. So that I think just all of it and not being able to see their new house when they were moving and right, just missing just all angry. those little things that like in the moment, you're yeah. like, Oh, this is no big deal. I'll see their house one day. Yeah. But then like, when but, you actually do yeah. you realize like, wow, this is and yeah. seeing like, you know, I was able to spend a good like five days there and just being like seeing everything that you're missing out on all that time and the fact that like a whole year had gone by where I haven't hadn't been able to see them. I think that's just like, I feel like that's when the floodgates opened where I was like, Oh, I just can't control it. And I was just so sad. I was just like, yeah, I'm probably pretty angry. I know I'm angry. There's a lot of reasons I'm angry for 2020. But we're not going to talk about that right now. Because I didn't need <laughs> to go on a rant. It was a beautiful session. moment. Yeah. That's a beautiful moment. Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, I have had that moment a lot where I realized like I have these small like, I mean, some of them are small and some of them are not so small. Like, you know, we had to cancel a trip last April to go see my grandparents in Arkansas. And a month later, my grandma passed away. You know, I'm never going to forget yeah. about that. And you know, that yeah. like I had a chance to see her and I wasn't able to. And then she said, passed away and you know and like I think a lot also about like my dad who has been in remission for lung cancer for a long time and then a couple months ago had a scan that wasn't clear and is now back in treatment and just thinking like we missed out on a whole you know he lives right down the road but we only saw him you know maybe five or six times probably not even all of last year and you know really feeling that missed time and you know I there are so many I think that it puts into perspective the fact that like we all have these little pieces of grief that especially if you're somebody who didn't lose a job or you didn't lose someone to COVID, you can kind of feel, and we've talked about this a thousand times, this comparative suffering, but I feel like sure it's been kind of easy to ignore it because it's been like, you didn't, you don't know what you have until it's gone, but sort of in reverse, like you don't know what you're missing until you get it back. Yes, totally, totally, totally. And I think that's what mm-hmm. hit me was yeah. that piece even just being able to travel and be on a plane with people and see people. Yeah. I mean, there were moments where I was just like driving 
in my rental car by myself, right. blasting the music, looking around. It totally reminded me too of when we were in Canada. And I was just like, oh, this feels so good to like have an adventure. Even though it was just, I was like going it's to see like, my family. It just like felt like house. an adventure. Yeah. Get out of your zip So code. very much, very much so. It was super emotional. So I can see how people might have that reaction. I mean, if you're super sensitive like me where, you know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe yeah. we're here again. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit more about Mother's Day because we get this question quite a lot and we talk about it a lot, but you know, apparently not enough because everybody... Do we talk about it a lot? I've, I've talked about it like a good handful of times around <laughs> the decision to have kids and not to have kids. I obviously have kids. Joy obviously does not. You are childless by choice is the new way to say it, I suppose. <laughs> is it? Yeah, um, so yes, I've been By the way, I hate everywhere. every term for pe- for women or any anyone, right. any person, any human with no kids. I, just, I don't like any you don't of it. Kids. Just, you're not I a, just yeah. don't have kids. I like, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that about you because you're like, I'm not a dog mom. I'm I not. Do, please do not ever. Here's the thing I can't stand. And I've said it before and I'll say it till I die. If I say happy Mother's Day to you, you don't have to say and happy dog mom to you or ha- right. like, I don't need you a don't consolation prize. I don't feel left out. It's your day. I don't need to be a dog mom. I have dogs. I am not a dog mom. Right. I don't have fur babies. <laughs> like I will never. I have dogs. Be, I'm a dog owner. I have a. I have animals, but I am not. It's just like if that's you, that's great. That will never be me. I just feel like right. I have helped so many of my friends with their children, and I'm like I and my family have been like you know babysitting since I was eight. It is not the same thing. <laughs> I just I'm like. <laughs> Doing motherhood, birthing a child is is a completely different universe. I get it. Everyone wants to just be cute. I'm right. not trying to take included. a cute thing and make you it serious. But I just, I'm always yeah. like, don't give, I don't need a consolation prize of you're a dog mom. I'm right. like, like, I don't need, don't I'm need not, it. I don't need it. Okay, done. <laughs> I saw something, I follow this um, woman on Instagram called clean foodie cravings I think is her Instagram handle and she does this hilarious thing where she's like you know send me your unpopular opinions and then she posts them with just this look on her face like oh <laughs> like literally she'll just post them with this like as she's like drinking her smoothie like Ooh. right like it's so funny opinion. yeah and one of them was was like that it was like you are not a dog mom you did not give birth to your pug please stop <laughs> calling yourself a dog mom and it's like yeah and she just it's gonna be unpopular but i i agree i know you didn't you have it you have an animal which like also guys we know there are such things a lot of things out there such as human moms who do not give birth just because you are a birthing person it is oh absolutely yes, so we're not right. we're not saying like oh you had to but like it's you know it's not the same thing with a dog anyway raising a child yes right. okay. it's not the same thing as raising a pet so we we, though, have talked about in the past your decision not to have kids and my decision to have kids. And it's just worth revisiting every once in a while. We don't have to get into the whole thing. My very short story no. is that I've always known I wanted kids. I didn't realize that it was unusual for someone to be so convicted of that until I got older and listened to my friends start to like really question like, well, I don't know. Do I want kids? And I was like, have you not always just known you wanted kids? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like just never been a question in my mind. And that's the end of that story. Period. The Period, end. Period. The end. I have kids. Yeah. I mean, mine's a little more complex and a windy road, but the bottom line is it was more like even looking back, my answer would probably be different when I was 35 versus now, which I'm 40. Is when Scott and I got married, I think we were always we, we were always on the same page of like ambivalent, and then we just agreed to check in every year. And then when I turned meaning we we would check in to be like, hey, how are you with the kid thing? Like, what are you thinking? Let's check in. And then when I was 35, I will never forget it. And I, and I think those moments where you have like really high heightened emotions are the ones that stick with you. Mm-hmm. And clearly this was one of them because it was my 35th birthday. We were in Los Angeles. He took me to Santa Monica. It was like a work trip, but he, um, we went, we were at dinner and he was like, so we're both turning 35 I, or we, we had both turned 35 at the time. He's like, we should probably decide now. Yes or no. Like if you're right. ready, I'm ready. And I was like, uh, are you ready? <laughs> Like, wait a minute. Did you change your mind? Like, I, I was kind right. of at this point where I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And it was such a strong, like, no, that I'm like, well, that's telling. Right. There was no, like, yes in my mind where I'm like, uh, can, okay, can we talk about this next year? Like, I just had this, like, really freak out moment. And he's like, okay, well, if you're totally unsure, he's like, I could go either way. And truly, truly, he meant this. Like, Scott's not a person that's going to, like, in 10 years right. be like, you took children away from me. Like he will know. 
I know him. He will not do that. But he's like, okay, if you're like for sure not wanting kids, then let's do this. At least we think about it very seriously this year. Like at le- like right. really put it in the forefront of your mind. Don't just put it off in your, you know, just don't like put it away and forget about it. Like really, really, really think about it. At least we can promise each other that we'll think about it very seriously. And I was like, fine, I'll totally do that. I talked with some of my friends at the time. You know, I talked with some of my closest friends and got their advice, which basically, here's the funny thing. One of my best friends, I'll never forget. I always felt like there was some, not secret, but almost like people around me had a had an idea about it. I wish Joy would have kids. Like, I feel like <laughs> I had this idea Wait, in my head. Everyone else around you had it. Everyone else around it. me was like, oh, I wish she would have. And I told, I asked my best friend one day, I was like, Melanie, is there like some secret that like one day that you're going to tell me like, oh my God, Joy, I'm so glad you had kids. Like, right. you know what? I, like if I was to have kids and she's like, no. It's, she's like, cause she has two boys and she's like, it's, there's nothing like it, but also like, you're going to be fine without kids. (laughs) Like she, and, and she totally changed my mind that day where I was like, okay, good. Like I had just put this pressure on me that someone, that someone had this idea that I was just, you know, missing out on something that everyone was just so waiting for me to make the decision. And I'm so glad we had that conversation because it just kind of relieved me of this like weird made up story in my head. But over the years, I just kind of kept asking Scott and we were still just like in that ambivalent place. And I'm like, we feel like our lives are full. We don't want to go into something like this with just like a, I guess we'll do this. We weren't super passionate about the decision, which told me a lot. Mm-hmm. And I just kept thinking in my head, like, I just don't know if that's my, right. Uh, if you think this way, I don't think that's my purpose in this life. So we just kept deciding not to. And every year we would check in. And as we got older, it's kind of like, well, this ship is starting to sail. Um, And I think for women who make that choice, first of all, if it, you know, if if it's a choice that you're making, meaning, you know, some people don't have children and perhaps they can't have children. There's a lot of different, there's a lot of like nuance to this conversation. So I certainly don't want to be, I guess, myopic in my, the way I'm talking about it, but because I do acknowledge there's so many other angles, but what I, what I can say to women who are kind of like on the fence about it is you're never going to make a wrong decision. It's just the decision that feels right for you. And I felt so conflicted because I felt like there was a right answer. And the thing that I hear most from women about this conversation is I'm going to get to the end of my life and regret it. Right. (laughs) And Every, I have a lot of friends who are older, like one of my dearest friends is, you know, when I was, when I was in my thirties, one of my dearest friends was in her fifties at the time. And we'd have this conversation all the, all the time because she, she, um, doesn't have children, you know, decided not to have kids. And she would always kind of say the same thing where she's like, I'm fine, Joy, I have a happy life. But I think that's that, that is to me, the thing I hear the most of like, well, what happens, who gonna, who's going to take care of me when I'm older right. or what if I look back at my life and regret it? And I'm like, I just can't live my life that way. I cannot no. live my life for like, I could die tomorrow. I just, that I know what that if sounds you look morbid, back but there's a lot of like, wish you'd become an astronaut. Like you could say that about every single decision that you've ever made. Yeah. I just can't live my life that way. And I don't ever want to live my life of like planning for when I'm 80. Right. I just can't. I can't. So that is something that I don't think a lot about. Again, not to be morbid, but I'm like, who knows if I'm going to live till I'm 80. <laughs> and, right. Yeah. And I don't, yeah. that's not the reason why I would want to have children is to be like, well, you're going to take care of me when I'm older. You know, who knows? I just am not going to worry about that right now. I just can't plan my life that way. I, I, things will be figured out. You have family where you have family. That is where we came to the decision. But I just want to make sure everyone out there who's listening, who may be going through something similar is like, it's just not a linear path. I think with every, and it's also not a like, yes, no decision. I think, I think the thing that I always knew for sure was that I wasn't, we decided not to have kids, but I was never like a, oh, heck no person. I was always just kind of like, nah, no, because I never wanted to be like the absolutely not negative vibe. I just was kind of like, no, that's just not something we want to do. We don't want to have kids. I think it's so interesting too, like, and I read a lot about this and I hear about it from friends who decided not to have kids and especially from friends who have always known like, no, without a shadow of a doubt, I do not want kids. And the pushback they get from people in their lives when they say that. And, you know, and so I feel like a lot of women who you know, are really clear in their minds of like, no, I know for a fact, I don't want kids. I've never wanted kids. It's not that I don't like kids. It's not, you know, there's so many narratives around that. It's like, well, then you must just not like kids. Like who doesn't just flat out not like kids? Like, you know, very few, very few people like, you know, or that, you know, you're somehow like 
not as nurturing or you're not as feminine or, you know, like there must be something, some like piece missing that keeps you from wanting kids. And so a lot, and which is obviously not true at all. And I think that we as a society are getting better about talking about that. But I think that it's still been very much this prevalent mindset that like, if you don't want kids and that then like either A, those women are told like, oh, you'll change your mind. And I know I've talked about my friend who tried to get a hysterectomy and they wouldn't, and it was like partial, I mean, it wasn't like elective elective. Like she was having some really severe endometriosis or something issues going on. And, but like it wasn't quite to the point where they were going to give her a hysterectomy and she was like you know what can I just get a hysterectomy and they were like well but what if you want kids and she was like I don't want kids and they're like well what if you change your mind and she was like I'm not going to change my mind I've never wanted kids and they the doctors were like well we're not going to do that you never know and she was like I know like listen to me I know I don't want kids and no one you know to this day she has not gotten a hysterectomy because you know nobody none of the doctors would be like okay great I believe you you don't want kids like mm-hmm. it's just so unbelievable to people I think we're always looking for at least me and I see a lot of women like looking for validation yeah for someone to just be like you can make that decision i think what it is is it's such a strong sliding doors totally sliding doors moment it is that's just not like a slight sliding door that is like like, a completely different life and I, i remember going to see elizabeth gilbert talk i don't know six years ago and i remember her saying having a child or being a mother is not a job requirement for women so just because you're a woman doesn't mean you have so they're all there's just so much there's so many complexities to that is like because we can bear children doesn't mean you have to bear children so i get it everyone out there who may be tossing that around in their mind it's just it's not like it's not an easy thing to just come to and i certainly am, i'm not going to be the one to like give you the final answer about it but i hope that at least hearing how we kind of came to that came to that decision helps you know that be confident in what your feelings are. It's really easy for outside voices to get in and sway your decision or make you doubt your decision. And don't ever doubt your decision because it's not something that I was confident in even in my late 30s. I was like, oh, you kind of really struggle with it. Yeah, I remember when Miles was born, we had a conversation about Mm -hmm. it and it was like, I could, yeah, I definitely could get it got the sense that it was yeah. like, oh, this is still a question in your mind of like... It totally is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was for but quite some time. But not a question in your mind of, will I regret this? Like, I think just reiterate that. It's more the question in your, in your mind of like, it's not, you know, is... And I don't even think it's the question in your mind of like, is this the right decision? No, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It, here's the thing. How can I not think about what my kids would yeah, look like? Absolutely. Or how can I not think... Like, I hang out with one of my other girlfriends who has a couple kids and she just had another baby. And I was at her house last weekend and we we're like playing with her little daughter and her little boy. And she's just such a rock star mom. She's she's so funny. But I just keep thinking, I think about that where I'm like, because that could easily be something you manifest and create in your life. It's hard right. not to think about that. It's hard not to compare. Absolutely. So that's definitely like, that's human. Mm-hmm. That's totally human. I think it's good just to talk about it and, you know, also normalize the, when I was talking about how it kind of surprised me when I got into my mid to late 20s to hear all my friends being like, well, I don't know, do I want kids? It, mm. I, I, it just it like, never occurred that. to me that like yeah. you wouldn't just know because you know that was just my experience and that sounds so like silly and sure. simplified but like that was just my experience that's you know Brandon had that was our conversation from day one do you want kids yep me too yep okay great you know yeah. like done done and I feel like you know all my siblings have kids my older siblings they all have kids and it just like for me it was surprising to me to learn like how big of a question mark it is for so many people so I think it's good to talk about it because I know that it's not from firsthand experience, know that it's not talked about very much. Well, the thing that I have also thought about quite often, and I tossed about, or I tossed this around quite a bit when I was thinking about it. You know, seriously thinking about having kids, or at least you know considering it. Right. Like the year that we, the year that we were thinking about it, was a lot contributed to my really. I don't want to say aversion because that's too strong of a negative word, but really my like decision to not even think about that in my early 20s was I was around a lot of girls who were getting married really young and having babies fairly young, like for right. what what I wanted for my life. And I remember thinking like, at that age, all you want to do is get far away from the things that you're like, oh, I don't want to be anything like that. Not, not saying that's bad, but at that time, I was just like, I don't want to be that. And if I stay here, I'd, I'm afraid I'll like 
that's the path I'll take. And I just that that's not the path that I wanted. And so I think a lot about that of how that contributed to my decision, and then really being focused on making a career for myself. And then my career took me into working with juveniles and families and children and adolescents, and seeing all the struggles that they had. And I was working with families, children and adolescents every single day with all of their problems. And I remember being like, Oh, this is really tiring. Like, I don't know if I want this, you know, and it's not to say that that like robbed me of having a family, but I'm just saying like, that had a lot to do with me being like, ah, just, I think I'd be okay without all this, you know? And so there's a lot of things I think of, of, oh my gosh, did that just like scare me away from having kids? I don't think that's it either. I really don't. But just the things that you try to like, it really is mostly um, trying to rationalize it because you think that you're weird for not wanting kids. And you're not weird. You're not weird. You have, there are other reasons you're weird. You are weird, but that's yeah. not what makes you weird. We're all weird. <laughs> Still wearing glitter. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. So before we wrap up, it's almost summer. So are, do you have any favorite summer products that you are bringing into your rotation right now? Well, okay. I wouldn't say summer products, but everyone, I know I've talked about new wash for like the past, I don't know, maybe I talked about it a couple months ago. Super loving new wash. If you're considering it, try it. N-E, no, is it? Yeah, I think it's N-E-W, just like new wash. It's basically like a really good conditioner shampoo for your hair, but it's just like all in one. It's great. I, I don't know how to explain it. It does like doesn't strip your hair of oils and all that crap. So you don't have to like put conditioner in. It's completely changed my hair. And I had like really thin hair when I first got graves. So I was like trying not to mess it up and it's fantastic. I love that product. As far as like summer products, I really like cream blushes because I don't like powder on my face when it's like sticky outside. hot outside. I think Target brand, Target has a brand. I think it's Milani, M-I-L. A-N-I has a really good blush that I've been using, like cream blush. I used, this was fun. This was funny. Target also has like those nail stickers. It's like the stickers that look like nail polish. You you put it on your nail and then you file off the rest of it and it just like stick, yeah, sticks on your work? nail like nail polish. Totally works if you if you take everything off your nail, like oils. So you have to like rub right. your- Like really strip your, them off first. Yeah, you have to rub your fingernails with like, you know, either nail polish remover or alcohol. And because I got the alcohol wipes on the plane, I was like, oh, I'm going to use my, I brought like my nail strips on the plane. So I was doing the nail strips because I don't smell. It's just, it's literally a sticker that you put on your fingernail. And so I was doing my nails on the plane and the stewardess was like, oh my gosh, do those work really well? She was like very invested in my nail polish progress. So after I was done, she like made me show her and she's like, I'm going to get some of those. So highly recommend. You really have to do it right. It's all about the application. So you have to make sure that your nails are clean or else they'll just peel right off. So those are great. And then, you know what I really miss wearing is lipstick. I really miss wearing lipsticks. Like with masks, there's just like no point to that. And it just gets on the inside of your mask. It makes me so sad. Yeah. I mean, you can get like stains, but like still, what's the point? No one sees you. No one sees you. I had a meeting in the office last week. And was it last week? Time restaurants together. I think it was last week. As right before I left, I was like, oh, I'm going to put on some lipstick. And I was like, oh, I don't have to actually. Never mind. Which I still, I don't, I'm not like a big makeup wearer. And like right now, like my chin is just like so broken out. I'm like, thank God for masks. For masks. <laughs> yeah. I don't totally. have to worry about this. I don't have to like wish that I learned how to burn concealer. I really can't wait to get my hair done again. You know, I'm really into uh, flip flops. Oh, I have one. I have one. Yeah. Okay. Birkenstock has this has a sandal now that's like a it's almost made out of like a harder crocs material yeah 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 they're like i think it's their arizona and they're different yeah and they're different colors and they're like super fun bright colors my friend Steph had them when I went to California and I wore them and I loved them. So I'm going to order myself some. And they're not that expensive. Oh. They're like 45 bucks. No, they're bucks. like 40 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And you can even get them on Nordstrom Rack. Yeah. They and they're, and they come in really fun, bright colors. So if you are in the mood, in the market for just like a slip on summer sandal, cause I have my Chacos, but like those are a commitment to put on. Sometimes you got to like get the little strap oh on my your gosh. toe and it's like a whole yeah. thing. You can't just like slide up, slip them on and run out the door. Cause like your dog got out from the fence. And lastly, I will say that I, saw Busy Phillips post about her Lily Sadugi mask. I think it was a month, month ago where she had is that a, a sale. Is that, is that a band? Yeah. Is that a band? <laughs> so if you don't follow Busy Phillips, she always has the cutest face masks. And I never thought I'd say that sentence in <laughs> like two years ago. But she always posts herself with these cute masks. And one day she's like, oh, they're having a sale. You should go on there. It's not an ad. I just really like them. And I know she does because she always wears these masks and these headbands. The headbands are so cute. I really am worried though. I don't want to buy headbands because I feel like once you're in, it just like 
squeezes your head, you get a headache. So I'm really, the headbands are super cute, but I'm like, yeah, but then like, what's your cute style all day? Like you really want to commit to a headband. Anyway, so (laughs) I got a couple of the Lele Sadugi. So it's, I'll just post it in the, in the show notes slash the episode notes. So if you just go in the episode notes of this podcast, wherever you're listening, you'll see the link. Um, so it's uh, on Instagram, Lele, L-E-L-E underscore Sadugi is S-A-D-O-U-G-H-I. S-A-D-O-H-I. <laughs> Lele Sadogi. Really great masks. I wore it on the plane the whole time. Super comfortable. And they have really cute designs. So I'm, I'm a fan. Because masks start to like really pull on my ears yeah. and they hurt. And and then they have these really cute chains, like eyeglass chains. Or you can oh, attach I it like to your mask. Oh, I like the mask chain Super concept. cute. That's, they, they sell those as well. And I got one. Really cute. Highly recommend for the masks. Because I put it on my glasses and then like really push my face down. And yeah. so... A little too heavy for the for the eyeglasses, but I still love the Cotopaxi masks. Oh yeah, you do like those. Mm-hmm. Those are yeah. they have like a nose bridge. It's nice. I I find them to be very lightweight. I'm trying yeah. to think if I have any other like products other than like one random Birkenstock. But like yeah, do you have any like lotion or hair stuff or no. clothing? Did we find any underwear recommendations? No, no. Although I just need to. I like so our washing machine died um a couple of weeks ago. Like. It's been leaking for months. And then finally, the leaking got really, it was just getting worse and worse. So we finally had someone come out and look at it. And he was like, yeah, it's like an end of life diagnosis for this washing machine. So we had to get, and it was like leaking all over the floor of the entire of the entire laundry room every time we ran it. And we were just like oh. running really small loads to like mitigate yeah. the problem. Just like putting towels around it. Because we were like, we have, there's so many people who live here. We can't not do laundry. And we got ended up getting a new washing machine it got delivered a week ago on wednesday and it leaked when they when we ran it and it's not the hookup it's the machine so they can't come out back out to fix it until this friday so 10 days <gasps> after it was delivered so we i my, my mom just moved into a new house that's like a mile away from here so one so last week i went over to oh, her she house. did yeah you didn't know that a mile away oh my gosh Actually, no. i told you that yeah they just moved this weekend no that's so exciting it's awesome so last weekend i went over there and did all of our laundry and this week i was like i'm sending our laundry out like i can't i, I can't yeah I can't even oh my gosh you do like four laundries loads of laundry a day my sister-in-law is doing it's unreal the constantly. amount of laundry yeah. that we do is unreal yeah so all that to say that like if i thought my underwear shortage before was bad it has reached i was new levels literally peak levels hand washing one pair of underwear at a time in the bathroom in the bathroom sink like for the next day like a pair of leggings and a pair of underwear i would just hand wash in the sink the night before for the past week oh God, having no laundry for that long it's, makes me nervous. Yes. And I only have two people in my household right. who are adults and don't and change. And you guys have a lot twice, of clothes. I don't have, like, yeah. actually the kids have been fine because they have unreal amounts of clothes. And yeah. Brandon wears scrubs at work, so like he's fine. Right. And he also has a thousand pairs of underwear. I'm really the one who's suffering here because I only own like four pairs of leggings and five pairs of underwear. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> just need to go buy some more clothes so anyway i do remember something that people someone sent a recommendation booty the brand booty from australia so b-o-o-d-y okay underwear i'll check they it said out that that's really good so check that out okay haven't tested it i just want to get a bunch of things and test it out and yeah. i noticed target is selling thinks underwear oh yeah and then the other okay last one from target i will say is i love joy labs tank tops right now they have this really cute tank top that is super breathable material it fits really well it's kind of a crop top but not like super crop like let's be real i'm 43 i'm not gonna be wearing a crop top but it's like short enough and it's just the most breathable i bought three i bought is this one. one you had on that was like fluorescent yes uh fluorescent no um those are the those are the bike shorts i actually oh, those right. are joy lab bike shorts which i also bought but they have these tank tops that kind of match with that line and they are amazing i bought one like you know a few months ago then i went and got another one because i was like oh i like this color and now i have three because they're super comfortable comfortable and i don't spend a ton of money on workout clothes like every once in a while like do lulu or mm-hmm. outdoor voices i haven't purchased anything in a while because you know we've just been working out at home so yeah those are my latest products check them out okay Last plug, not a plug, but just update for all my Handmaid's Tale people out there. I really hope this season ends. I will only give this one very brief, not at all detailed reaction (laughs) is if you did not scream multiple times in episode three and have to walk out of the room. Are you even watching? Are you even watching? And I am very envious of your courage and strength because that I've never seen an episode where I got so emotional and so like freaked out. I had to get up leave the room and yelled in the other room while Scott was in the other room. (laughs) 
Dan Scott's probably it's just really like intense. laughing hysterically in the other So room. my little review though is Elizabeth Moss did a fantastic job. She directed that episode and it was fantastic. But this episode I hope is kind of like, or this season I think is moving in a good direction. I'm like really emotionally invested in that show because once you're in, I'm like, I've, I've, they have put me through so much torture. I'm getting out of this show. I'm not going to just give up now. Okay. And then on a light note, Shrill season three just dropped and it's fantastic so far. I'm three episodes in. I can't wait to finish it. Really, really good. All right. Anything that's else? it for today. No, that is it. That's we, it for this Thursday. We'll talk to you guys next week. If you are interested in supporting the podcast, you may do so in a variety of ways. Yeah. One way is by going to Double Under Wonder and getting yourself a fancy new jump rope. You can customize it. You guys, these guys are so cute. We have the most amazing the stories. Like the somebody best. sent me a DM on my personal Instagram and was like, hey, just to let you know, I ordered a, a jump rope from them with your code. And I don't know if like I didn't understand the sizing correctly or what, but when it showed up, it was completely the wrong size. And I emailed them and they immediately refunded me, immediately got me the right size rope. Like they were just so wonderful to work with. They're so cute. It's just like this really small little brand. So go to doubleunderwonder.com. The discount code is joy. Get yourself a new jump rope. You can also check out eat to evolve. That is the meal prep or prepared meals company that we have been testing out lately. They send us meals. I love them. They're so good. They're snacks. I just ate like a whole bag Mm -hmm. of their smoked maple pecans earlier today. I I had the paleo balls on the plane. I ate the whole bag. So I was like, I need snacks. Yes. (laughs) I love that they have snacks. Like why don't more Mm -hmm. meal prep companies have snacks? Yeah. They have sacks, snacks, sacks, sacks and snacks. So check them out. Eat to evolve. The discount code is joy. Claire 15. Support the podcast. Support the podcast. Leave a review. Subscribe. Tell your friends. A five-star review. Five-star Say review. nice things. Be nice If you're to mad us. and you want to leave and not listen anymore, don't announce the exit. Just yeah. go to show some love. Five stars would be great. That's all my heart can handle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for, uh, for helping Joy's emotional stability yeah. by only being I've nice read some, some recent ones where I was like, I'm just going to turn this off. Leave this here. <laughs> Um, so go and balance out the haters for joy and <laughs> leave us some positive reviews. We love you guys and we will talk to you next week. Bye guys. Bye.